Good. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. I guess Dave. And cuz. So be potato salad. Oh my god. And Craig. Family guy. What's up? Ah, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, Wrestling Gets Real, Part 3. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019, and you can just click on Linktree, and you can join us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, whatever gets your grease going. Guys, what's going on today? There's four of us here. Wow. It's some horse shit. Four. It's going to be a real shit show, everybody. <laughs> Four horse and WCW song. Let's play that right now. No. You're ridiculous. I'm going to put it in. Yeah. You, you would. I get to What's be Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, guys, I got to tell you, I think I we get, get a lot of hits from wrestling getting real. It is my favorite topic, I think, to talk about, which is why we're, we're getting into the third. I think there's going to be a lot more coming up. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I have put together a, a buffet of uh, fuckery. Um, <laughs> so the fir- the first two, actually, I I would suggest them. And I was like, OK, it's got to be like real where it gets real in the ring, you know, like where it turns real. Like, you know, it goes from scripted fighting to real fighting. And then I stopped for a minute and I was like, no, it doesn't have to be. There's so many other real moments, whether it happened outside the ring or it could have happened inside the ring as well. But like there's so many cool shit that happened. I don't know why I limited myself from the first two to just kind of like uncomfortable moments in the ring. There's been some like real shit fuck sandwiches going on in this ring for it's fucking years. Great. That's the good thing about like wrestling is like, yes, we all understand it's fake. I get it. But like when it goes real, I'm even more interested. Like, I'm like, yes, yes, do it, do it. You know, I, I have to say this. I'm so sorry. The fact that the wrestling connoisseur, Jess keeps saying the word fake on our, po- on our podcast, I know you get too mad. it, it really bothers me. Like you, you can't just say fake. You can't say, dead. you can't say predetermined. It's not that hard. You have more respect than to call it fake. We know it's not fake. Right? I understand, but fake. the layman's term is fake. It's fake. <sighs> and it, it is. Yeah. It's all scripted yeah, it's, and it's fake. It's your it, journalist term. Predetermined is so much harder to say than fake. Sometimes you just say fake, it's easier to say. If I have to stop every say 20 PD. seconds and say predetermined, like that's just an odd. We know it's we know it's fixed, yeah? Yeah, it's fixed. There you go. Yes. Yeah, because this is real right now. I'm just I'm this just is when wrestling it. gets real, so you don't say fake this episode. Whoa, hey, whoa! I'm just, I just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to procure the term "fix" going forward. But if I'm being a, you know, a selfish douchebag asshole, then that's totally fine. Well, you said it. Just throwing it out. There. You said it, not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I sure did. <laughs> you know, pot kettle black. Okay. Anyways, let's get into the first one. <laughs> We've got. Uh, I've got a, I got someone flip me off on these notes, by the way, which is fantastic. Thank you for that, Jess. One, that's no, great. this one's a penis. Oh, I'm on the wrong notes. When I, no, when I put Dave's notes in this week, I always like I take a picture of the notes I make them, and I send it to him via text. <laughs> and I drew a dick and balls on one of them, and the middle finger. And I just feel that it was appropriate. That's all I'm saying right now. I think it was very okay. Well, the great thing is when you give me those cliff notes, I know which one to talk oh. about first. So. If there's a penis on this one, I know we're going to talk about the plane ride from hell, right? On May 5th, 2002, let me see. I'm going to find a cleaner copy here. There you go. A number of WWE wrestlers and management members flew from Great Britain to the U.S. following the end of a European tour, which concluded with a British pay-per-view event, Insurrection, in 2002. This is quite an infamous flight, is it not? Well, don't don't talk at once. I know, here I am trying to avoid stepping on somebody, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, it, it is, it really is, and it's funny because now nowadays, like the the wellness policy is in such full swing, and the the really joke about a lot of wrestlers in backstage now is like they play video games and you know they do shit on their phones, and they don't really do like back in the day. It was like or they they, they have they have sex with each other. Yeah, they have yeah. sex with each other. They do constructive shit. Um, like, but back in the day, it was like they just fucking triple X videos. They, they would all like pack in cars, yeah. rental cars like sardines, and drink the whole way over, and they would all fucking trade steroids and shit and do all that. 
But in 2002, this was such a oh, weird... the good old days. The good fun. old days. The, in 2002, this <laughs> was such inside. an odd area in 2002 where it's like the wellness policy wasn't really a thing yet because, like, Benoit didn't decide to go berserk and do what he did, and Guerrero hadn't passed away yet, so they didn't really need to, like... they. If somebody was obviously an addict, they would be like, you go away and leave. But, like, this... They still did crazy shit. So this one plane ride, it's like... It's one thing to have wrestlers packed in like sardines to a car. That will be over in a couple hours. But a plane ride to have like <laughs> testosterone driven fucking wrestlers with alcohol and drugs on a plane ride for several hours. And like I was just saying, an overseas yeah, plane ride coming right? back it's, from yeah. Europe like you. This is a recipe for disaster. And it was. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't the WWE Learjet. It was a chartered 747, seven, seven hour flight back from England after a grueling tour. So with an open bar. So that's oh, when it was delayed bar. an hour. <laughs> it I, was, didn't even, uh, I didn't even know that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You're asking for so shit. So it was all just the crew. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just them. But all of them <laughs> wasn't just like the 12 seater of them facing each other in a Learjet. It was. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I, Sounds fun. And I, and I have to tell you, some of the favorite stories that we ever hear, and usually because he's in the background of it, it's just causing shenanigans. And that's Chris Shenanigans. He's he is quite the shenanigan stirrer, I have to tell you. And uh, you know, Kurt Henning, he's goading Brock Lesnar of all people in, in into a mid-fight wrestling match after ribbing him about who was the better amateur wrestler. And I gotta tell you. Brock is far younger. Brock is far bigger. Brock was definitely a better amateur wrestler than Kurt Henning. We we know this. Like he was one of the best in the country. I don't, what did he, he was he like second rank in the country or at one point. And, and more importantly, more importantly though, Kurt Henning knew that Brock Lesnar was way better than him. But it was all yeah. A joke. But he's everyone knew. Yeah. But Perfect's gonna fuck with him anyway. You yeah. Because because yeah. he's Mister Perfect and he's just, he's gonna do that. But you have, you gotta love the man for it. I mean. Kurt Henning is just I, I also not only beyond his time, but also a man cut short, you know, beyond his years. I don't know what we would have seen from Perfect if not for the injuries and the um, the unfortunate, you know, untimely death. Uh, man, simply amazing. So they <laughs> they ended up getting scuffled in the aisle of the plane with Lesnar taking down Henning and Henning being unable to return the favor. Eventually, several others, including like Fit Finley, well, Dave Finley, Triple H, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman actually separated the pair of Jess. Is that what you're trying to tell me? He's like, Brock, he's, like, he's, come like on. he's always been the voice of reason to Brock. Brock come on. And it Where wasn't just are. in the aisle. It was in the space where by the emergency exit. <laughs> so oh, they, they hit the, I don't know they who hit the was. emergency exit at 20,000 feet. Yeah. It they was, almost pushed the door open. Yeah. Either, yeah uh, why not? Waltman or flair. I forgot who tells, who tells uh, their part of the story in a podcast or an interview or whatever, but one of them said, uh, when they were about to go at it, uh, Triple H stood up like he was going to break it up, and Lesnar said, sit down. He pointed at him and said, sit down. And Triple H said, like, okay. Yeah, it was just attitude. brewing, man. It was yeah. fucking brewing. Uh, the guys were getting, like I said, getting teed up and fucking pilled up and whatever, guys. I mean, you know, guys were doing their thing. And um, Kurt Henning was always very competitive, you know. And he knew, you know, him and Brock we all were like kind of we all hung out because we all lived in Minnesota uh but you know Kurt and fucking Brock got the tussling and went into the emergency door which obviously like they made a huge deal out of it and uh the fucking door it's impossible for it to open in that altitude so it was really stupid to me to make it it was okay when Vince and fucking Kurt Angle like the flight before that fucking had a tur- takedown. No turn. way. Yeah, really? I, like, yeah. I believe it. I love Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tri- tri- Triple H was, let's be real about it. Triple H is a bodybuilding physique kind of guy. He wasn't a guy that was going to take people down with just sheer force. I mean, if, if, if you want to talk about, say, Jericho or, or Kurt Angle or something like that, yeah, they, they can give someone like Brock a run for the money. But Triple H, he was a bodybuilder. He stands up and Brock tells you to sit down. Yeah, you should probably sit the fuck down. Sit down. And keep in mind, Vince and Angle wrestled in the aisles, I think, the flight before this or yes. like a couple Around of months yes. before. Yes. So it's Undertaker like the boss. Undertaker Angle. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker choked him out because he was sleeping and he's like, hey, what the hell's going on over here? And he 
fucking grabbed Angle and choked him out. Didn't know they were, they were just fucking around. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, there was a part I didn't even know that. Like McMahon's yeah. like, I, I, hey, l- l- <laughs> let me get, let me let me give a good solid go with well, you. Well, to be clear, like, okay. To be clear, that was not on this flight. It was a different flight. Oh, oh it was no, a separate yeah, flight. He, had, really? he was but challenging yeah. Angle before for sure. Because oh, Vince has to be right person. about everything. So he's like, I can at least one time I can take you down. <laughs> that was his whole thing. I can at get least you one once. Time, yeah. And I and I guarantee you, Angle's like, I'll give you one. Because Angle's a smart guy. I'm, I'm not. I, I shouldn't. Uh, to be honest, I don't think that happened. I think he stuffed Vince every time. Like, but he was nice about it. He didn't really. He didn't go full bore on him. He 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 babied him. I'm Can sure. Can I say my favorite part? If if, if if Angle took Vince on full board, he would have hurt him. Well, sure. My my favorite part Wait. about this plane ride from hell, and I know you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. undercut you, Dave, on this one. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Is, <laughs> and I know everything. It probably was super sad when it happened, but the fact that. Terry Runnels and Dustin Rhodes were divorced before this, right? They were married. And for people who don't know who Terry Runnels is, she was Marlena. And they had, they had a daughter together, and they were divorced before this. And Dustin got so drunk on this flight that he decided to serenade her and tell her and sing to her. And he cr- was crying, and he was trying to get her back and everything. But he was doing it in front of the oh, whole plane. And I know it's sad, but it that story makes me laugh the hardest about this whole flight from hell. Because, like, totally. it's just so sad, but, like, it's in the middle of all this chaos, you have Dustin Rhodes going, like, like I don't, <laughs> singing the Titanic please, theme song. Please or take like, me yeah, back. Like, like, <laughs> doing the ghost so- theme song. Go ahead, Craig. What's always amazing to me is uh, so after everything was going on on this flight and just to kind of speed it up, you've got Ric Flair, who ended up having to go to court for sexual harassment, walking down the aisle naked. You had Henning and Brock. Oh, that's right. He you had that. Scott Hall unresponsive on like GHB that had yep. to be wheeled out on a wheelchair out. to baggage claim. You had Michael Hayes, who I guess knuckle punched Bradshaw in the head, who had a bloody match. The night which, which can I interrupt yeah. you? Which further fucking fuels my fire that Bradshaw's a pussy. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I hate Bradshaw. Yes. And the the only time oh, you hear of right. JR stepping in on this flight is when he, uh Dustin's on the PA of the plane. And so oh, come on, the head of talent now. relations, the only time he steps in he's like, Dustin, Dustin, put it down. Put the microphone down, <laughs> Dustin. But all this other stuff, <laughs> oh, this nakedness, right. blood everywhere, fighting in the aisle. He didn't even bother yeah, with it. Yeah, Dustin well, that's, that's right. Uh, Dustin has the Dustin had the flight attendant's walkie-talkie or whatever it was. That's right. And he was singing over the... That's right. He was sing- Dustin even makes me laugh harder as he was singing the whole plane while this chaos is going on. So you said this hear thing. Dustin Rhodes singing, oh, like, hey, Unchained yeah, Melody or whatever, like, just like, oh, singing it God. through the thing about Terry coming back to him. It's fucking hilarious. It's so great. Like, you God know, damn it. He's still rocking the mullet, you know? Yeah. Still pretty much is. And I'm like... Somebody get me a pair of scissors. And I remember Lawler over there just fucking, just giggling. He's like, oh, fucking Hayes put the screws to, like, Brian, you know, Lawler's son, and he knew it. And and everybody's like, no, 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 you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And I fucking grabbed them scissors like I was pulling a fucking pair of taped taped brass knucks out of my fucking tights, you know? And I was like, this with the scissors, and everybody's looking. And they don't think I'm going to do it. And I grabbed that fucking tail, and I lifted up like the nice went whack. And the whole crowd, the fucking old plane just erupted like, yeah. And then I posted it on the wall at TV the next day, auctioned it off. So, <laughs> the, uh, so I'm reading uh, two different uh, websites right here. The Undertaker and Angle thing, that was the plane ride for Mill. They have an interview with him, with Undertaker. He said they were going at it, and it was a chartered plane, so they had the big first-class seats so I can get my legs stretched out. I was in the first row after the first class, and it was the flight from hell. I was out, and they wow. were at my feet, so I, <laughs> I come to see Kurt Angle on Vince, and I went, oh, hell no. And he just fucking started choking him out. So Vince was on this flight, too? Yeah. The they were fuck? wrestling him and Angle. <laughs> That's insane. It's absolutely insane. There's so much horseshit going on. How did that plane not go down in flames? How did it not? And like later on, How? Sean Waltman, he was the one that orchestrated the cutting off of the mullet of Michael Hayes, correct? Oh yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> to which no one yes. ever stooged him out yeah. at all because, because Hayes everyone was being hated a drunk Hayes. Dick. Yeah, he was being a drunk dickhead. And I guess he fucking punched JBL or whatever. And like, so yeah. Hayes finally went to sleep and he was like sleeping to, you know, Bad Street well, USA. And then Waltman cut his mullet off, which is fucking super fucking funny. 
and he didn't realize it was cut until he's in customs at JFK. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, pull oh, back wow. his head. It's like, oh, what? So good. Yeah. God damn. It's the best. You know, Wal- Waltman's kind of a, kind of a just unsung hero in so many senses. He's done so much <laughs> shit. You're like, how the fuck does this, you know, Great. lightweight son of a bitch get so much carry? And it's shit like that probably that did it. Like, dude, he's, he's a fucking, he's a beast. You know, he instant respect. He's a beast. And after Math Wise, I think only Scott Hall and Kurt Henning got truly shit canned for it. I think everyone else. Hall, I guess what happened, Hall got fired like a week later. That they, their suspicions of him using heavily, obviously, from this flight rose. But I guess a a week later, he went to TV. Scott Hall went to TV and he showed up and he just went to a dressing room, a common dressing room that multiple people used, and he just fell asleep on the bench and snored until he w- it was time for him to go on and they had to wake him up and get him up. So that's when WWE management stepped in and said, I think you're using again. And he was like, yo, oh, I fell back asleep. Like, so I guess like this, hey, yeah, this, this didn't lead to his, hey, well, this yo. kind of led to his firing, but he wasn't fired actually until a week later when he fell asleep on TV tapings on a bench. So technically, Scott Hall was not a derivative uh, from this flight, but it, it led to his eventual termination. Got it. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Man, I totally Fantastic. forgot. Real quick, sorry. Michael Hayes mm. apparently almost pissed on Linda McMahon on the flight. So oh, where, right. <laughs> <laughs> to where oh, he, even in his drunken stupor before he fell asleep and got his mullet cut, he just kept saying, and this is just incredible. He would just say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so Michael Hayes is just saying, wait a minute, realizing he's pissing on. How come Jared didn't step in on that? I, I, I'm he did that. Gotta, no. Yeah, put your yeah. fingers away. That's God that, damn that's it. A lot of Stop things. saying do on what that. you want. Do, 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 do not on. fucking sing to your wife, your ex-wife <laughs> on the intercom. Do not do that. That's bullshit. All right. I'm going to shift some gears here. Nah, I got to talk about this one. It's interesting because this happened in 96 and, um, oh, fuck Dave. Th- thank you, Jess, for the yeah. notes uh, <laughs> at the bottom there. Um, but I want to talk about the mass transit incident because I had seen this incident and I was like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, you haven't seen this? And we looked it up on YouTube. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally remember this. This is some horse shit, right? Yeah, you take so, that shot. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah, you take that shot. So basically, this is this is an ECW, un, you know, unfortunate classic, right? Uh, Axel Rottenhagen scheduled to work a tag team match with Devon Dudley, uh, Devon Dudley, excuse me, against the Gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa uh, Syed, but he couldn't make the show due to traveling issues. So Eric Kulas, who was a wrestling fan, he had just turned seventeen years old. So let that sink in; he's not even an adult. He told ECW owner and booker Paul Heyman that he was twenty years old. Who did a thorough old. background check, Dave? Calm down. No, I'm, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And convinced Heyman to allow it. him to fill in for Rotten by lying that he had been trained by Killer, Killer Kowalski. Kowalski. Checks yeah. out. Just story reti- checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm True sure it's story. Fine. A retired star wrestler um, who ran a notable wrestling school in the Boston area. Heyman stated afterward that he was unaware of of uh, Kulis's real age, and he performed as the <clears throat> character <laughs> Mass Transit, which Craig said, "Is that a cool name?" <laughs> Craig's like, "That's a great. fucking fantastic, it's an awesome right? gimmick." <laughs> mass Transit, yeah. bus driver, Mass, mass Transit, transit. Fuck, fuck yes. Who doesn't hate like great. a bus driver or like your <laughs> Mass <laughs> Transit? Yeah. What did you say? I don't know. Anyway, that's South Park. I'm gonna run you over. <laughs> So here's here's the deal. This is where you go wrong. This when you're is your fucking, stop. When you're a when you're a goddamn rook, you don't tell anybody about Red how you want the stop. match <laughs> about how you want the match to go. But you definitely don't tell some crazy son of a bitch like New Jack how you would like the match to go. But apparently, I'll turn this goddamn bus around. I'll turn this damn bus around. That'll end your precious little field trip pretty damn quick, huh? Apparently. Mass Transit said, hey, New Jack, I'd like you to blade me since I've, he's never done it himself. And New Jack's like, yeah, sure, kid, no problem. So usually in the WWF, when someone misses their shot or whatever and they have a sub stand in, they dumb the match down. Just get in and get out of there, man, and get it over with so we could say to the crowd oh. that we honored the advertising or whatever. But in ECW land, it's like they... Believe the 17-year-old, which, okay, whatever. Let's just say I assume that I believe that Paul Heyman believed that he was 25 years old. 
this sub gets in there and starts talking with wrestlers like blade me do this do that negatory big daddy no like and there's, negatory mass transit i know we're talking about ecw and they were literally in the fucking bowels of like a high school probably at this point and there was really no it was like, a greyhound racetrack yeah, by the way there, it was, there was no greyhound racetrack. body or no yes. agents like wwf or anything like that but like you just fucking like <laughs> they just let this guy get in there and he's like and you're gonna cut me and new jack's like sounds good and whoever that I, I know they didn't have agents back here but paul Heyman had to have approved everything so what are you guys doing tonight i'm gonna cut this fucking guy open he asked me to um okay yeah. okay like and it's just so crazy the way that all this happened it, go on dave i'm sorry i don't mean to jump but like it's, no it's no bad. you're fine it's so bad. Bad. I think when you, it's so brutal and when it's you, not like he was a physical specimen if you look at the youtube video really? he's probably 354 <laughs> at least 350 almost four bills, right? never he can do a moonsault. even said the moonsault. word weight in his life Never said, never sure. mentioned working out, even in conversation. That's how out of shape this 350 pounder was. So it's not like a 350 pound guy who's in shape for pro wrestling. He's a fat fucking 350 pounder that probably never even thought of working out in his life. Just wanted to be a wrestler and gets in there, lies his way in the building, says I'm 25. Yeah. The owner of the fucking company's like, God, sounds good to me. And then it gets in there. And then, <laughs> by the way, and I'm going to put you in there with fucking oh, New yeah. Jack, who was known for New fucking Jack. people up, like for fucking people yeah. up, like big time. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when this match gets booked, it's booked as a squash due to replacement. And Dudley's quickly out. Oh, they don't go Broadway, Dave? Do they not go <laughs> no, 60 they minutes? They do a 60-minute sure match. Oh. 60 minutes. Iron Man. He didn't have no, the they blood. did not. The the gangsters actually double team Coolis inside the ring and with New Jack pummeling him with crutches, some chain wrestling, no. toasters. Oh no, 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 no wrestling. Toasters. We're talking Damn, fucking toasters. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that happened. And various other objects oh, in the hardcore so style seven. that oh, you should Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's exactly what happened. So New Jack bladed Coolis with a surge, dude with a fucking scalpel, bro. He fucking blades him yeah. with a scalpel, um, as they had agreed. I've... But he cut so deep, he severed. <laughs> he two severed arteries? two arteries inside. Only of two, Coolis Dave. Head. God, you're only two. I think it's a bad thing. You have to have at least and, three. Yeah, yeah, he screamed in pain, and he actually passed out as the blood poured from his head. There was, oh my there was so much yeah. fucking blood here, guys. If you it's go back and watch the YouTube video, the video on this, crazy. it's yeah. a fucking fountain coming out of his head. I'm not even yeah. kidding. It's brutal. It's so yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to insert the You hear the one. guy's dad or whatever scream, ring the fucking yeah, bell. He's, he's only 17. To which, like, you can, I, I like, for why'd years, you let him I get in there? That, yeah. Anytime there was some kind of squash match, whether it was like you're watching um, football games that are outmatched that are over, or like Harley Globetrotter Greens games, I would just scream out, ring the fucking bell, he's only 17. <laughs> so you feel free to do that anytime you def- – something's definitely over, just say, Mass Transit's dad, ring the fucking bell, he's And 17. normally, yes, I wouldn't condone this. However, this guy lied. He, he lied and he was in and an his ECW locker room and he knew he would be in there against New Jack. How like you fucking dumb shit and like, disrespectful and back in the locker room. I'm not room saying I want anybody violently accounts. hurt or whatever. And I, I don't think New Jack was pro at all in this. He's a piece of shit. But at the same no. time, like, no, yeah, no, yeah, you don't you put yourself in a trifecta of fucking problems, my friend, by coming there and lying about your training, lying about your age, knowing you're going to go in there against New Jack and then being like, can you cut me open, please? Like fucking dork. Like you fucking dumb dork. Shit. Yeah, like God. Yeah, it, it, it could because it doesn't hurt. You fucking dipshit. Yeah. And, and and by the way, like you said, you are coming with an amateur. It's so amateur that New Jack actually grabs the mic and says, "I don't care hmm. if this yes. motherfucker dies. He's white. I don't like white people. Go. I don't like Say people it. from Boston. I'm the wrong guy to fuck with. Just cut like, a promo. He's just like, like yeah. come on. Like you're cutting a promo, like." Are you fucking kidding me right now? This is the epitome. It's like, this it's like a like lawyer's dream. It's like a crime seriously, dream. Like, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about like the perfect fucking storm right like, now. Like, you, you got a 17-year-old kid that doesn't know what he's doing, thinks everything's going to be fine, thinks bleeding doesn't hurt, thinks it's okay to lie about your age, 
and you're not even going in there with a pro. You're going in there with fucking New Jack. Like this is this is the Holy he shit. he should have died. It's unfortunate. This kid should have died. Lied to get into the locker room, lied to get in on the match. You know, lied about his experience. Lied about uh, you know about his age. And I mean, if you go back in, in history, you know, this happened you know in the WWE with the uh, the Chuck Austin incident where the guy just showed up and lied about his experience and. Wound up getting paralyzed, you know, paralyzed in the ring. I just so, imagine yeah. like Paul Heyman fighting this in court. This was not a professional. There was nothing wrong with it. They're like, well, actually, we have uh, audio of New Jack cutting a promo. Motherfucker, I hate white people. This guy had it coming. <laughs> oh, fuck! Like it's just fuck. Like it's so bad. Like, like there's, there's, there's no speculation control. that New there Jack is, no is definitely oh, like like they, there's mm. speculation that New Jack is is not mentally. Of capacity. What? At this moment. Yeah, Dave said I mean, that. No one else said that. Yeah, Dave, you're fucking way well, off. What do you, what do you, what do you want me to say? That he's, that he's, that there's speculation he's retarded? No, Dave. I only said that in case he's listening. <laughs> Fuck him. You know what, man? Come and, come and get me, New Jack. Get on a flight. Come and get me. All right? F- I'll be waiting. I will, because I waiting. hate you. I will. I hate yeah, white people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll make the fucking Especially you, Big Red. listeners. Fuck, ginger, <laughs> unbelievable. You know, like I'm, here, there's a big difference for me with me going like, "Hey, asshole, you're a piece of shit, and you're probably retarded." Yeah. With seven listeners, Pasty versus me going to his house and saying, "Hey, bro, why don't you cut me open?" Correct. Fuck <laughs> off. Correct to like, everything you said off, if man. it favors me. Yeah. I hate white people. I'm gonna cut yeah. you open. Shit. <laughs> Fuck so af- after math wise, this they almost got a pay per view canceled because of this. There was a civil trial and a criminal trial, and New Jack was cleared on both. Um, well, naturally, you don't you don't get in the ring, bro. My promo, my promo was in character. You cannot use that against me. And Mass Transit wow. grew up and became Braun Strowman. <laughs> didn't actually, <laughs> actually didn't Mass Transit die? Correct. Not from this, but Mass Transit died from a ga- complications yeah, of a gastric yep. bypass surgery. Yeah. yeah. Because he tried to do no it the lazy way. way. I didn't know that. He had that. gastric bypass yeah. surgery. No he died from complications. He didn't want to put in the work. <laughs> he didn't want to put in the work. Because. <laughs> no, because is right. New Jack was trying to show him a new diet way. You bleed that shit right out. Yep. It was like gravy coming uh-huh. right out. He was trying to drain him. Yeah, yeah. get that gravy He's out of there. He was trying yeah. to drain him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was evil. You're, you're fucking evil. <laughs> You're so evil. Oh, he's right, say it, That's exactly right. what it looked like. Trying to, you said you're trying to drain the fucking gravy out of him. That's what you said. I said the gravy. <laughs> well, yeah, just said gravy. Well, I said gravy after I'll, 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 I'll go down I'll with you. to that. <laughs> you're both on, on the fucking sinking ship. I, I anyway. feel yeah. that the lying of the age and the, <laughs> oh, and the placement yeah. on the card probably was the beginning of it. So I think that is where we went wrong. Yeah. I think Paul Heyman oh. was like, I'm out of this. I'm like, really? You're really out of this? You said it was cool. I didn't tell oh, you to say God. all that. <laughs> like, imagine in court Very just friendly. a slow-mo of like, I think, does it New Jack or Mustafa comes off the top rope of the toaster and just from the top rope and hits him in the head with the toaster? I'm pretty sure it was like, New Jack was only because I want to paint him in that picture. It could have been either one, but I remember that toaster shot and it was fucking brutal. Like, it was so bad. Like, everything they hit him with was so hard, like so bad. Yeah, it couldn't have been cut more real. They're they're fucking. There's so, there's so much fucking horseshit in ECW like that that you're like, God damn. I know people were like, it's so real, ECW, ECW, but like people should have died. Well, Dave, they were dietitians. Like, they were trying to help him lose weight, like Cuz said. God damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's uh, speaking of something better, bro. Speaking of something that couldn't be more real, let's talk about uh, Jeff Hardy's controversy oh, at Victory man. Road. <laughs> March 13th, 2011. This is according to reports, ladies and gentlemen. The main event was cut short over backstage concerns over Jeff Hardy's condition. Hardy's entrance music played, but he didn't come out for over 40 seconds. So Jeff Hardy, who's obviously very intoxicated at this point, he stumbles out and staggers his way into the ring. Referee Brian Heber threw an X during Sting's entrance to the ring, following an audible from Eric Bischoff and Hardy spending over a minute teasing the crowd over whether or not he'd throw out yeah. his shirt. Sting hit Hardy with his scorpion death drop and forcefully shoot pinned him to end the match. 
Um, by the way, who is the ultimate professional ever? Isn't it not Sting? Sting. Sting's like, um, yeah, this is horseshit. I, I know what to do. Fucking I'll face. Take, take gonna I was going to say, oh, I'm sure he's fucking angry. I was going to say Jeff Hardy, but if you guys don't want to go with Sting, that's fine. <laughs> there's, there's nothing. There, well, there's nothing more professional than coming out drunk on your ass for it's a fucking wrong doing drugs, bro. You After know? what we just talked about, how is what Hardy did bad at all? Let me just it be honest with that. It was harmless. <laughs> we just talked about a guy getting hit with a toaster and bleeding gravy out all over the place. Fucking drained like, open. <laughs> well, I mean, not, not not to be not to be the dickhead playing on the jokes, but Cut I mean, he could have he could have seriously hurt he could have seriously hurt somebody else. I mean, no, that's you're right. That's why you don't. No, do you're it, right. And this, and but, being all serious, it's like yeah, like I guess he was. People saw Hardy stumbling backstage before the match and they couldn't find him how do you how do you not call it then yeah well i you're right he shouldn't even well maybe they just had to put him out there so they could make an end to it but like i guess like they saw him and like he was not responding to people and then they couldn't find him before his entrance and all the stuff is happening and oh like it was just really weird like the and so they let him walk out i remember watching the pay-per-view and seeing him walk out going he's not that bad i, I got the replay so i knew what happened so i was watching him, i was like i mean he's not he did look unsteady but not that bad but when he got in the ring you kind of saw him like slow blink and kind of grabbed the ropes and stuff like that and i was like oh yeah he's really fucked up right now so sting came out <laughs> super irritated super irritated <laughs> Yo, right now, oh, oh, wow. right off the bat, Scorpion Death Drop. Keep Don't on. play again. Got him. Great. Wow. Come here to the match. And still, TNA Heavyweight Champion of the World. Yeah, and really, it's uh, it's 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 basically Hardy spinning over a minute, teasing the crowd whether he should throw out his shirt. And Sting hit Hardy with a Scorpion Death Drop and forcefully shoot pins him in the match. And well, upon actually, exiting, Bischoff, sorry, Dave, yeah. Bischoff comes out first. If you look on the video, there's you you can it cuts when the ref actually does in the X sign, and apparently they ran to the back, and then Bischoff comes out and apparently completely on the fly gives some backstory about an angle, makes it a no DQ, but communicates yep. to both of them, it's over, oh, yeah, take him out, see. or yeah. we just. I mean, I forget how it all went, but he it, says something to Jeff first, and then goes to Sting, and you can tell him yeah. he gives him the instructions. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's crazy, and and he forcefully shoot uh, Sting, forcefully shoot pins Hardy in the match, and uh, there's a bunch of fan outcry. They saying like, "Oh, it's bullshit," and Sting's like, "I agree, it is yeah, bullshit. Yeah. It's, bu- it's bullshit that this fucking guy came down drunk, and I have to fucking take care and of this for drugs. you, and you, and and of course you're not happy." I understand you're not happy, but guess what? It's not my fucking fault. You know, that's what Sting, I'm sure that's what he wanted to say, but Sting's the professional. Jeez. I agree. It is bullshit. And he walks off. You know, I, I love Sting for that. I mean, we, we talk about the epitome fucking professional. I can't think of anybody better than Sting. Sting Sting wrote out, you know, the horseshit years, which are many fucking horseshit years in WCW, all the way to the end, and and almost never complained that I know of. Um, got fucked royally, you know, on his on his fucking, you know, on his run to to beat Hogan when he's up in the rafters for over a year, and and then he and he has to deal with this shit, and then he has to deal with Triple H at fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> he still doesn't complain. What he Dave? doesn't complain about anything. Like holy shit, goddamn, Sting, Sting is a hero. A and I think he was he was icon. Jeff's hero too, and he, I think he just he does give like a disappointed dad look to yeah. Hardy. Like I think they lock up. In the very big, in the the only move they do in the match is they lock up, and I think yeah. Hardy scratches Sting on the neck. So I don't know whether it was locking up to like, can we do this? But it was like Sting was immediately pissed after that, and then like a seventy five percent kind of boot, it seems to the gut, right. and then that scor- scorpion death death lock, and then death drop, and then yeah, puts his weight on him to pin him. But I mean, Jeff didn't fight it; he just kind of sits there like, okay, yeah. I guess it's over. Wow. And TNA actually apologizes to his fans for the uh, the falling short of a standard. They offered six months of free access for, because of this debacle um, for their library, for anybody who ever bought the event. Um, as a result of the unfolded at Victor Road, Jeff Hardy was subsequently sent home from programming. It was later reported that Hardy was considered fine throughout the day, but moments before the match, he was deemed Everything's as fine. unable to compete, yet he still found his fucking way out there. Um, um, 
he was abusing drugs and alcohol. We know that Hardy has a serious problem. He he's even been back and forth in WWE and Samoa Joe even made a fantastic promo about it, which I guess huh. they were okay with. But um, if you want so to play good. that throughout throughout the archives, we we have it there too. It's yeah, I mean you know it, Hardy is just he's one of those he's one of those just telltale signs of the the business and what it can do to you. It can eat you alive, and um, he's no exception to that. So, um, <clears throat> but Hardy did make it back on, on a September eighth edition of Impact. He acknowledged that he, he had hit rock bottom, which I don't think is true because he's hit that bottom a few more fucking times oh, yeah. since then. Especially one more shot. Um, give me one more yeah. shot. One more, give me one more shot. Give me one that more shot of whatever I fucking had yesterday. 2011. Here we are. Yeah. Ten years later, he's still doing it. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, there's there's been reports of him actually being arrested for just drunk in public, yeah. like just laying laying on the ground, Sucks. just fucking so hammered and. He just—it's a demon that he's gonna continue to fight, unfortunately, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's a very sad story. I hope he makes it through. Um, it, it's tough, you know. It's—it's uh, it's tough for anyone in that in that role. So, it's a—it's an unfortunate incident. Ah, well, we can totally shift gears here to one that's a little bit more. I don't want to say fun, but it's—at least it doesn't it doesn't deal with someone hurting themselves. You know, let's talk about the curtain call, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, nineteen ninety-six. What a what a time! This for might wrestling. be the was, crowning when wrestling gets real moment. Besides the scissor fight, <laughs> I love that. it's the best. Say. In our archives, right? Yeah, in our oh, archives yeah. of the scissor fight. Uh, Jeff still envisions uh, Van Vader in his underwear and and sure two gold why. Scorpio. Yeah, it's two gold Scorpio. Yeah. Anyways, it's April of 96, and guess what? Uh, Hall and Nash, who is also known as Diesel and Razor, right? They end up signing contracts with WCW. Uh, That is the WWE's top competitor, if you guys all didn't know that, right? And they... This this is where the bitter rivalry kind of comes into play. It all starts here. Um you know they're they're basically on a house show. It's not it's not shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is, right? Um, you know they're they're at this time their contracts were allowed to expire. And by when I mean the I mean National Hall, um, you know. So basically they're it's going to cripple the click's influence on the company. So like half of the click basically is leaving, right? And they're going for more money, less states. And let me stop we you there, Dave. It's so funny yeah, that when yeah, the click it. finally got split up, the company started getting better. It's really weird. Oh, no. They were able to do shit. I know Michaels was still there fucking running his mouth and shit, but, like, yeah. Losing his smile. Yeah. I know. You split the click up, and then about a year later, there was a new guy named Austin. Weird. What? Discus throwing what? what? <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, May 1996, National Hall's last contracted match takes place, and it's at MSG, Madison Square Garden. And uh, at the time, Nash and Levesque, who is also known now as Triple H, right? They're wrestling as the villains, you know, the bad guys. You know, so, um, and there's a basically... And you know, and and actually, Michaels wrestles in a still cage. Well, yeah, match they were they were separate on the too. cards too. Like the funny thing was, is this MSG house show? It was a house show, um, sold yeah. out for the first time in like three years. So like business was actually trying to oh, upturn wow. for WWF, and Michaels was on top as a world champion. He was facing Diesel in the steel cage in the main event, and then uh, uh, in the middle of the card, it was Ramon against Triple H. <laughs> also known back in the time as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. So yep. Hunter Hearst Helmsley went over on Ramon in the, the middle of the card. And there's another famous story about Scott Hall getting up after the match and walking out and the crowd starts chanting, you sold out. So some people already knew that he had signed with WCW and he looked at the crowd and he's like, tell Vince to give me the money and I'll stay. And like, it's a really like famous story like that. He kind of like wow. already broke character earlier that card that night. But at the main event, Michaels goes over on Diesel in a steel cage to retain his title. And afterwards, I'll let you continue, Dave. This happened. So it was a really 
Like it was all kind of building yeah, up. Remember, These guys just kind Vince, of took what I do everything in their own hands. I gave my notice 90 days in advance in writing as required contractually, which meant I didn't want the contract to roll over. It was a one-year deal that kept rolling over. Mm -hmm. It was 10 matches at $150. Right. $1,500 a year. Guaranteed. guaranteed. Now, don't get me wrong. The money was way better than that. But then I felt like I had grown as a performer, and I felt like I was more of a part of the company, but my pay had started to plateau. So I went to Vince and said, hey, boss, you know, what do I need to do to improve? You know, is it my ring work? Is it my mic work? He went, oh, absolutely not. We're the best we got. I said, I'm just curious because my pay has plateaued, and I want to make big money like the guys who preceded me. And then he knew, like, something was up. But that's when the whole thing got discussed about, you know, this and that. I asked, then they summoned me to Connecticut for a meeting, and I went in prepared, and I said, and this is when it's a private company. It's not publicly traded. Right. Right. And, I, and so in Vince's mind, if he made more, he literally made less. Like, it was like, mm. and I went, hey, boss, like I said, I'm no mathematician, but I do look at my merchandise statements. I said, if we move the decimal point a little bit, I said, would the McMahon family really notice? Because I said, the Hall family would notice. And he went, nope, nope, yeah. not going to so, do it. I'll give you the so same when thing. Michael's like, actually and Kev and John and and still keeping it. Immediately after, Hall enters the ring and hugs Michaels. Um, not seen as unusual. Um, they were both fan favorites. But then Triple H comes in, you know, or Levesque at that time. And he enters the ring and hugs Hall, followed by Nash. The four wrestlers, they group hug for several seconds. And they turn to face the crowd at their arms race together. Uh, Waltman, who himself would leave for WCW shortly after, was in drug rehab, and that's why he didn't participate. <laughs> he would have he would have been there. Yeah, too, he would have fucking hugged it out as well. Yeah. So you know, Vince in in the company, there's a strict policy of on screen rivals not breaking character this time. You shouldn't associate. Honestly, you're probably not even supposed to, to ride together. You're not supposed to leave in the same car. You know. Um, kayfabe is still in play here, right? Um, they want to maintain storylines and on all that kind of stuff. So, and you know, so when Vince, when VKM, he's you know, he said he was given his you know approval for a farewell ceremony. He did not realize it would become so elaborate. So the severity of the incident was further compounded by the revelation that that event, which was not, it wasn't even on TV, right? It had been filmed by two fans, but it just just caught wildfire. This is well, this is like the version. And this is yes, right? way before social media. Like this is nineteen ninety six, and fans smuggled in up their asshole uh, camcorders, and like it was like you had to have handheld camcorders to bring in, not the big ones, but the small ones that still took up all of your hand. And like so, they somehow snuck them into the arena. They fucking recorded this and. It, that's what really started it. If this footage didn't leak, probably people wouldn't have been so mad. But because it leaked, it just went nuts. So Vince, I do believe the stories of Vince beforehand going, do whatever you fucking want to do. I got to go cheat on Linda. Do what you want to do. And then, oh so that's God. what I thought he said, Dave. I'm just repeating what I think. So, so I guess, and then after it happened, um, that even before the fan footage leaked, like people like Cornette and everybody else went nuts and they're like, what dude, how could you let these guys do this and all that? So already he was getting backlash and then the footage gets out. So Vince is like egg on his face and Vince all of a sudden has to be like, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. So I have to levy punishment. I have to yeah, do something. And, and guess where that pun, guess where that punishment goes by the way. So, um, Who's your champion right now, Jess? Shawn Michaels, I guess. I hate Who him. left, Jess? Well, I would say uh, Diesel and, and Razor. <laughs> so who gets fucked, Jess? Pro not six, because he's still fucking sweating out the bad Cause he, shit. Because he wasn't there. Yeah, so I yeah, would say Paul Levesque does. Yeah. Yeah, good old Triple H. I am the, the front fucking of it. game. All, all to the that, point, that's yeah. That's all right, he though. I, he, I, he, lo he lost that I game. I have a funny feeling that somehow no. later he got repaid back uh, 20-fold, 30-fold, 100-fold. Well, yeah, because Triple H was on. And on a side note, the... can I say this about Triple H? I know we have our opinions about him. But he did, like, to quote Vince, he had to learn how to eat shit and like it. For a year, oh, he yeah. jobbed out to the hog farmers. He jobbed out to everybody. And he stuck in there yeah. because he saw... And, and you know, uh, just he met his love of his life, Stephanie, 
And like after that, like Triple H just whether it was at a pure revenge or just him wanting to do this to begin with, he fucking blazed his own trail, did he not? Like, I mean, I'm being dead serious. Like, he just fucking stuck in there for the year of just getting. He could have went back to WCW if he wanted to because at the time, shortly after, taking NWO went huge, so they would have hired anybody. Like at that point, but he stayed with WWF, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking lose to the. Fucking Henry Godwins. I'm going to lose to the Bob Hollies. I'm going to lose to the whoever else you want to beat me with. But I will. I'm going to show you that I love wrestling. I love the industry. To his defense, he stayed there. He decided to. But even the even the bigger like fuck you was. I mean, he was scheduled to win King of the Ring. Yeah. Thank God he didn't. And, thank God. And he didn't. He thank goodness he didn't. Because hey, cuz this is where you come in. Who won King of the Ring? Bob Holly. What? What? Oh, Stoke Cold Steve Austin. Oh, I thought I yeah. thought it was Quain. That's fine. Oh, the I was wrong. I was yeah, wrong. Right, I, don't, was. I don't have Google in front of me. Yeah, that old machine. So, I'll tell you, man. The curtain call. You know, we we we've kind of hesitated recording it and talking about it because it's, it's just so death. sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just for them it, to treat Triple H like that, yeah. for them to have him take and do those jobs for people that he was way better than, and he never recovered. I can't talk about recovered. it now. I've been quiet, and I'll continue. To be they, quiet. they killed his career, and they loved it. They, they liked it. it. Well, it was. Time to play the game. He lost that game. But in all, you but know, he did. It, he did win it, in the end. No, everybody wants to reference the the curtain call as an event, right? But when you really think about it, it how bad was it in the sense of like it's kind of yeah, it's underwhelming now. The, the for camcorders sure. made it worse because now it lives in. You can go on YouTube and still see it. It's in infamy now. But like it was one fucking house show. They didn't even right. televise from the it. nosebleeds. It, yeah, it wasn't even good seats. It was like way up top. But not like, even that. Like that was the only thing that changed it. If it should have even been changed at all, nobody would have known anything about it if they wouldn't have talked right. about it. So like if it just happened and they did everything, I'm glad they did because Triple H kind of getting pinned back actually made him pull back. Austin never would have won that year's King of the Ring, right? It would have been a totally different yeah. world. So I'm glad it happened. But like it was just sort of like what people just made a big deal out of it. I'm glad they did. Because, of, like I said, just what happened. But, like, it was just so what? It was so fucking what? They hugged each other. Mm-hmm. But all the Blackjack Mulligans and the Jim Cornettes were like, what? Not on my watch, fuckers. Like, it's just so weird. Like, so odd. We could have been seen. To- we, 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 ne- we may have never seen the upcomings of Steve Austin at that time. And if you want to break character it's... and telegraph the fact that Hall and Nash are going to the competition, I'm sure Hall and Nash were like, Go for it. Like, fuck, cool. Like, yeah, break character and advertise that we're leaving. Absolutely. Like, they were like, they were fine with it. Like, they're like, that sounds good. They don't know what the. Well, you can't tell me. You can't tell me at that point they didn't know what Bischoff was going to do with it. No, they had no idea. I'm sure Bischoff told them the plan. I don't think so. I don't think they did at all. I think Bischoff knew he had him and he was like, we'll talk about it when you get here. And Vince, they definitely didn't know what was happening. Maybe Bischoff was the hmm. one that recorded it. Even. Yeah, Bischoff was the one. (laughs) (laughs) He's up there with Garrett Bischoff. He's like, just fucking hit record. But trust me, trust me. To see what this, happens. This, is secure, at the end this, we're this will secure our family for years to come. Just fucking hit record. Just listen to, listen to your dad for once. No, I miss the shittiness of WCW. God <laughs> damn it. Not at this point, apparently. It played straight into their hands. <sighs> yeah, yeah. This was this was perfect for them. Uh, you know, you have to wonder, too. And, and this is all speculation. Not, you can't confirm anything. But maybe maybe that gets out. What, you know, and people know about it, they hear about it, and they hear about that reality, and that sparks Bischoff to really say, yeah, I, I've been thinking about taking this reality base and the takeover base, and that just said, I'm just going to run with it. You know, it, it, could, it could have pushed him a little bit. We don't know that, but, you know, that, that's always fun to talk about, right? You, you never know. Because it, it got out there pretty quick. This is when things – it's funny now, when something happens uh, tragic or, or major, major headlines – it gets out same day, if not same hour. You know, it's media is just so fast now. It's almost too fast because they they bring out stuff that may not be true or not confirmed yet, or 
and horrible cases next of kin is not notified. They, they find out on the news when they should be notified before it breaks the news. Um, you know, but this, this is, this is one of those things where you see a transformation of media and it's, it's, it's quite obvious that it, it, sure, it certainly had an influence on the wars for sure. It, it, it made a difference. So it, it's, it's quite fascinating really in my mind. I don't remember when I saw the footage for the first time, cause I don't think it, you couldn't, Email couldn't pass along video at this point, and everyone jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, what, do you guys even remember the first time you saw no, the footage or photos g- from that curtain call? No, that's a good comment. I I don't remember at all. I I yeah. It was like this self inflicted like crisis moment. Like, and I you don't think I saw that stuff till years later or a photo? Like, it was all like those computer dirt sheets that and we I would could say, see. Like, yeah, crowd wise. It had no bearing on, on WCW because, like, WCW had that – that may, maybe Dave's right. Maybe in the industry, somebody leaked something in WCW like, do you know what happened last night at MSG? Oh, my God. Here's what they did. So maybe Bischoff heard that. But I think he already stole that angle from New Japan, and he was ready to go with yeah. it. And so when they came over there, he was just like, you're debuting to the crowd. You're doing this. You're doing that. Like, it just kind of, it just became this thing. And then I think that, yeah, the curtain call became more of a, like, a legend later, like, afterwards. This is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It, it does make sense that way. And um, like you said, if we hadn't had this, if this hadn't happened, I don't think you would have seen the the rise of Triple H over time. I think, I think it forced him to work harder. Um, it forced him to keep his head down and. I appreciate where he's at. He, maybe he would have had great nostalgia, but it may not have lasted as long as it did because he understood. I, I think that was a you want to talk about a wake up call for Triple H to understand how the business works. I think that was big. For well, him. and can I say that and, uh, in March of that year was WrestleMania 12 and the Warrior squashed him in 30 seconds. So uh, for them to say oh that his God. squashing started the after moments. the current call was not true because the Warrior did it two months earlier. So the Warrior is the real hero of the story. Goddamn right he is. Yeah. <laughs> he knew early on if he squashed Triple H, he will become a huge force in this industry. You got to squash him, Vince. You got to. And Vince is like, I don't know. I don't know, Warrior. I don't know. And like, it is a whole thing. It's a weird thing. That's the real story. That's the real story. Unlike me, brother. Man, yeah. Man. Oh Stop God. it right now, brother. Man, brother. Well, shit, all I got to say to this, hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree, and you can find us on various applications like Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Find the gravy that makes you wavy. And uh, I'll tell you guys, this is the OWP. What the fuck just happened? Jesus (laughs) Christ. I'm trying out out new things, bro. You can like it or dislike it. I don't give a fuck. But this is Dave along with Jess, Cuz, and Craig signing off. Have a good one. Godspeed.